This episode of This Podcast is Making Me Thirsty is brought to you by Nakahama Broadcast Corporation, home of the super terrific happy hour. Welcome to This Podcast is Making Me Thirsty. We are a podcast dedicated to Seinfeld, the last great sitcom of our time. This is the number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This is episode 31. In this episode, we talked to Andy Fury. Um, this was a real fun one to end the year, and uh, it's been a great year. This is the uh, season two season finale for us. We'll be back in the new year for season three. We have some special guests lined up. Please let some people know about this. We're gaining some following, so thank you, and uh, pass it on. Um, check us out on YouTube and uh, Twitter at this thirsty at this thirsty. You can email us at pretzelspod at protonmail.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy episode 31. This podcast is making me thirsty. Episode 31 of this podcast is making me thirsty. Uh, today's guest is Andy Fiore. Andy's a uh, stand-up comedian, tours all over the country. He's an accomplished radio personality and producer, host the Raw Dog Report on Sirius XM. Uh, you might have heard him on the Bonfire or Bennington, um, exec producer on uh, Come to Papa, What's on Papa, uh, Kelly Carlin Show. And he's got his own podcast with Sean Donnelly called Defend Your Movie. Uh, New Year's Eve, he's going to be at Soul Joe's Comedy Club in Roarsford, PA. And uh, most importantly, and uh, for our purposes here, he's an avid and dedicated Seinfeld <laughs> fan. So thanks, uh, Andy, for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. I am excited. <laughs> we listened to your uh, your episode the other day. Well, we listened to it the other day, but it's from a while back with Mark Norman when you guys went over all your Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, so yeah. we, ha we have a taste of what kind of fan you are. I don't know if things changed. Okay. Well, that was, I think it was a couple of years ago, maybe when you had that podcast at least. Um, so maybe sometimes things change, but... Uh, yeah, I, I hate the show now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I really came around on Seinfeld being a real piece of shit. <laughs> We're done here, folks. No I'm a friends uh, guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> you did mention on that podcast so that you got into it a little bit late for I think you're around our age. Uh, we're 42. We graduated high school in 96. Yeah, and, I'm 98. Um, I'm okay. 40. So and, you're, you're a few uh, years younger. So when did you get into the show like uh, for the first time, you think? The first moment of Seinfeld I remember is in uh, is shrinkage uh, in the Hamptons episode uh, which I believe was 94 I believe I was watching it live so I would have been like a freshman in high school and uh, I remember the line that stuck with me was um, it shrinks and Jerry goes like a frightened turtle and <laughs> that line made me roll off the couch but I didn't watch it religiously until Probably I got to college, so like late 90s, early 2000s, when it went into syndication on reruns. That's when I really did the bulk of all my Seinfeld watching. Got it. Got it. Where'd you go to college? You don't let me ask it. I went to Villanova University, 2016, 2018 so, National Championship. Uh, my partner here, O'Hara, went there for a year, right? O'Hara, was it a year or two you went there? For a year. Moriarty Hall. Oh, sure, sure. Why just a year? <laughs> <laughs> That's <right. laughs> That's a long story for folks. <laughs> Shit happens, you know? 
Oh, Brownie's, that's all right. Is Brownie still there? Back oh, back? you know it. You know all it. Right. Yeah, Charlie's Absolutely. running the front door. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's a great episode to kick off with, right? The Hamptons. Sure. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I actually don't remember the first episode, but I do remember kicking off like whatever it was, eighth grade, Wednesday nights. That's how I got into it. But um, so, I mean, that's a great episode to kick off. But so, and I, I saw your top five. You mentioned um non non-fat yogurt number one number one yeah, you, you talked about that what's funny about Simon is we just talked about when you had that pod, podcast it was it was 2019 but literally like right. when we talk about top fives you know it's every few months you ask me a top five and it changes so totally are you are you still consistent with non-fat yogurt as your as your number one Non-fat yogurt still claims the top spot the rest is very malleable that does change that goes in and out I'll watch one and uh, for some reason, a new line will strike me and I'll hit the funny bone. And uh, yeah, something about non-fat yogurt is, uh, yogurt is just consistently my favorite episode for some reason. I mean, again, there's so many great ones, but yeah, yeah. I just keep coming back to that one. I, I just love how it's packed with so much. Jer- Jerry's yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Little piece of shit <laughs> yeah, it's, is, is one the of the top, it's top five of all time lies. I think <laughs> I still, I still go with that one. What the fuck are you doing? You piece of shit is amazing. Yeah. yeah it's, it's got amazing. the Kramer, uh, you know, the, with the, the bet, um, about the, uh, the non-fat obviously. And then shot Kramer and Jerry Kramer calling Jerry different variations of fat and chubs just kills me. And, uh, <laughs> Hey, Chubbs, I got a nine in biology. And she just goes, you call me fat one more time. You're going to be walking home. Just like, <laughs> Elaine, I love whenever Elaine gets really hyped up when she goes, yeah, it smells. It smells real bad. It stinks. He goes, that's enough with the smells. Yeah, like, <laughs> I love when Elaine gets worked up. It has just so much of the, the stuff I love. Uh, first appearance of the original Lloyd Braun. Yes. Uh, Elaine, Ohio's you know, a huge fan of the original Lloyd Braun. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. And I, you guys talked about it. I don't know if it was you or uh, your part, Donnelly, that said he like, bumped into the ladder Lloyd Braun or something, but, uh, Could be. there was some story you referenced there. Like the, the, the old Lloyd Braun, the old <laughs> Lloyd Braun, I prefer the new one is from police Academy, but yeah, the old one gets, you know, yeah, I, I was always curious as to why they never brought that guy back. I don't know what happened when they, just because they back always back. bring people back when they can, if you know, sure, we, we sure. had Peter, Peter Melman on who wrote the Hamptons. Actually. Oh yeah. Great. And um, he mentioned that too. Like he loved writing like characters that came back. <laughs> Babu, he wrote a couple of times and um, Jane uh, from, from the Hamptons episode came back for one other one. You know, we had not found yogurt 35. And when we did, we went, we went and ranked every single episode, our first 20 episodes of this podcast. We watched every episode and, and ranked them at the end. And um, we said it then, and I'll say it now. I mean, thirty-five and one—it's really—it sounds crazy. But that's splitting hairs at that point. Right, Anything right. in our top fifty could have been moved around so much. So, um, what was your guys's number one? So our number one it was um, was the phone message from season two. Really? Um, the yeah. The, we're, we're, that's the other thing. We're we're very loyal to seasons three. Season three. I, I don't know if O'Hara agrees with me. Three is. Five is probably my favorite season, but three is very close. So we had three season threes in the top five. It went phone message, red dot, the limo, the alternate side, uh, the contest, the marine biologist, the note, the Hamptons, the opposite. Jacket. Wow. Um, I don't know if any of those make my top five. Okay. All right. I'm a Fair big enough. five, six, seven guy. Okay. Five uh, is great. I mean, five is amazing. So five marine so biologists is in five. The Hamptons is in five. The opposites in five. The stand-in is in five. And that's one of my, uh, the first introduction of Mickey. The Mickey. Midget. Yep. 
And that's one of my all-time favorite moments. It's a visual, which is not going to be great for a podcast, but it's when George actually said, he goes, can't they just get another midget? Mickey's reaction is he grabs the table, like, you know, he doesn't actually <laughs> say anything. He just goes, ah. And I love it. It's such a funny visual moment for me. I love any sort of uh, Kramer and a side character mm-hmm. caper. Like I love Kramer and Frank Costanza together whenever they team up. Oh, yeah. I love a Kramer and a Mickey. I like when Kramer's got like his own little project for an episode with another character. Those are always my favorite. I love Kramer and Morty and too. Yeah. Yeah. Kramer yeah. and Morty Seinfeld. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. These friends with like their parents. It's so funny, man. How those relationships. Well, that's, I mean, that's the beauty of Kramer. Like he's, he's friends with everyone. Like he can relate to everyone, whether it's like the Seinfeld, Jerry, right, you name right. It, right. Like he's, he's so adaptable. So you're a Kramer guy. Like he's your. I mean, he's not my, I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a George guy. Obviously. There you go. Yeah. So um, are we, we're both George guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> our, 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 our confirmation like, name is George. <laughs> It's impossible to, uh, it's, I mean, it's not impossible to pick, but it's, I love everybody so much. Everybody now, is so perfect for their roles. So you, you mentioned five through seven and, and I heard on your podcast, eight, and nine, you guys, you know, it, yeah. it turns into a cartoon. I think a little bit for and, me. Yeah. And that's kind of my issue with George a little bit. Listen, seasons two through six, seven, a little bit. George is like, best character of all time but sure sure the yelling the ha like all that kind of stuff <laughs> you know what i mean it just i don't know it, it puts it puts a little damper in my mouth as far as consistency throughout the whole series but yeah um, uh i wouldn't even say there's a there's a few gems in season eight but nine gets a little weird it really gets kind of out there but like you got the andrea doria in season eight which is some of my favorite george of all time has one of my favorite. I agree with ever. you on that. We had this, we had it out a little bit on that when we went over that episode. Howard would not would not budge, but I agree with you. Really? The Dory, yeah, yeah. The George or Andrew Doria stuff was great, I thought. The way um, <clears throat> when he comes up to Mr. Eldridge and his opening line is Ahoy there, that is genius shit to me. That that's his greeting on a, from a guy who was in a shipwreck. <laughs> Mr. Eldridge, ahoy there. Like, like that's something I'm not working on comedically. It's so fucking funny. I don't know if I can curse. Sorry. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, season <laughs> season five. I mean, season five is, is the ultimate season for me. Three is right behind it, but five yeah. has everything. I mean, the sniffing accountant is one of my favorites of all time. The barber, yeah. which has Penske, which is which is up there for us. Um, the conversion, the stall. The conversion, I, mean, I love. Yeah, I almost had the stall number one at one point. I, I brought it back with the stalls with hey Tony and uh, you know yeah. going uh, yeah. you know going rock climbing and all that. I, I mean, the, yeah, you can't you can't really mess with five. The glasses, the, Hansons, the opposite. Glasses, the glasses five. Yeah, the glasses is a good one for sure. Um, Night guy versus morning guys. Uh, one of Jerry's um, <laughs> Jerry's uh, stand up in that one. Um, Did you mention the conversion? Did you say conversion? Yeah, love the conversion. Yeah, yeah. We we were big on the conversion. We watching. The conversion was a sleeper, right? Oh, I remember that we were like, dude, the conversion. Well, listen, was really we're, good. we're we're trying to get Sister Roberta on the show. Yeah, we've been oh, hitting her up. That'd be great. See, it starts great. Then it starts with the mango too. Season five, it's got a yes. great opener. Dude, season five. I mean, I, I, season five, they do they do um, impotence. They do fake orgasm, circumcision. They do the the you know the things they cover in this in the shrinkage. I mean, the things that are in this episode, the whole season is just incredible. Jane's top. Oh, they were cooking like, with gas in five. They really so were. You, so like we mentioned Kramer, George, but like, and you mentioned like Lloyd Braun, Frank. Like secondary characters are like really what make this show. What is Mickey, right? Like sure. 
can you kind of re- give us maybe your top five of like secondary characters sure um, throughout the show so me and donnelly have this thing where we often go back and forth on even one the greatest one time uh, only appearances i like the one-offs yep yeah. And I love uh, the Briss. I love the rabbi from the Briss. It's just a tornado of comedy. When he first walks in. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, well, yeah, when the, when the rabbi walks in, I mean, he takes over the show for about five minutes there. It's a tornado of humor. Uh, Mike, he is so, so goddamn funny. I think I put him a little over uh, Philip Baker Hall, who plays uh, mm-hmm. Bookman. Bookman. Um, because that's it, it. They just come in and they immediately take over. Yes. So you those are two of my guests to, to bring up the bris. That that's a, that's a solid call. The bris. The uh, rap is amazing. This is going to be a weird one, but if you guys and I'm sure you do know your trivia, the Ruthie Cohen. I love her talking. She only has one talking appearance. She gets She's in every film. episode. But yeah, she goes. Your car's on fire. Yeah, yeah. Your car's on fire. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> She's so sweet. That's a great one. But um, as far as uh, recurring side characters, I mean, it's hard to beat Frank Costanza and even Frank and Estelle. Yeah, we usually leave the parents out because they're almost, they're like top tier. Yeah. On on Um, secondary recurrings. More like Banyas, Mickey's, um, Watley's. Um, I love, uh, you know, this is a popular one too, but I love anytime uh, Larry David does Steinbrenner. I love uh, Mr. Pitt. Um, I love the bosses. The bosses are always a fun relationship with, you know, the cast too. You got Mr. Pitt. You've got um, uh, what was Elaine's boss? We're name? big Lipman fans. Lipman, yes, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we love, yeah, we love Lipman. Lipman is so underrated. When George, that's why the red dots up there for us when he gets caught having sex with the cleaning woman. I mean, Lipman, his deliveries on that are incredible. <laughs> yeah, um, we just we actually just ran a poll on favorite George Costanza bosses. Obviously, Steinbrenner won out, but we have Mr. Tuttle, Mr. Kruger, and Mr. Sure. Barr. Season two, you're probably not a fan. Or sorry, season one is. I know, it's not. I'm not. Two. He was the guy that uh, George slipped the Mickey to when he yes. showed back up to work. <laughs> yes. I mean, George in work environments, it's just again, I think that's what something we could all relate to, right? Like, <laughs> well, maybe not slipping a Mickey to our boss, but. Uh, I think if you go back and watch season two and you watch the jacket and I think for me, uh, Elaine's dad is the best first one-off character in the jacket. The guy that plays um, the guy from Reservoir Dogs. Uh, Tyrion, oh yeah. Sure. That ja- jacket episode, uh, you know, plenty of ice and uh, <laughs> funny man in Korea. Uh, that's totally. the, the jacket's up there for us, for sure. Absolutely. It's not. There. Oh yeah. No, I, it's not that I dislike one or two. It's oh, just that. Yeah. Once they find their footing by three, you're just like, it's light years ahead of the earlier episodes. Yeah, you know, yeah I love Lawrence Tierney's. I love Red Cherry Coast. He'd clunk our heads together like Mo. When they're, in the <laughs> they're so terrified of him. You guys know the uh, story behind Lawrence Tierney on set. No, uh, no. He apparently took a knife from craft services right? yeah and like jerry saw him he's like are you taking a knife from-? and they like threatened seinfeld with the knife and that's why they never brought him back as a la- they were like planning to make mr bennis oh interesting was on the show but one. it was like he threatened seinfeld so they never brought him back L- lawrence Tierney was apparently a psychopath in just real life though you know what i mean 
Yeah, I can see that. I'm wondering <laughs> if they used the took the raisins thing from that. I don't know. From oh, the hilarious. pilot episode and the guy playing Kramer takes the raisins, whether he took the raisins sure, or he didn't take sure. the raisins, they get the whole thing. I'm wondering maybe if they if they used that <laughs> off of the stealing of the, of the knife. That's interesting. I didn't know that one. Um, very, very interesting. So, Andy, you got your podcast now. You typically just talk movies, right? Yeah, mostly. But, you know, it's uh, Defend Your Movie was born out of defending bad movies but we kind of ran out of so many matchups and having a comic come on defending a bad movie that we just we kind of turned it into a, a similar genre of a movie versus another movie in that genre so like cool hand luke versus the shawshank redemption you know cool um, wins that. yeah absolutely so uh, how so like how often is Seinfeld weaved in, if you will? Every single episode. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Sean and I have that. I'm sure you guys have it too. It's like uh, one of our guests, uh, this girl is Gabby Kaufman. She goes, uh, who is a very knowledgeable Seinfeld fan and, you know, can pick up a quote like that. She goes, you two almost communicate telepathically with your Seinfeld. Like, you, you know where someone's going with a reference before we even get there. So there's at least... I'm sure you guys would probably pick up them, but like there are so many deep cuts that just get dropped as references into every single episode. If a casual or not a Seinfeld person would be like, what the fuck are they talking about? You know, because a lot of times they'll come out of nowhere. So every episode to answer your question, at least a quote will get woven in, not necessarily a uh, episode or topic, but it is one of our favorite things too, is also to discuss uh, the fake movie titles. Oh yeah. yeah. Seinfeld. Like, <laughs> We always have fun with those, you know. Sack lunch and uh, death blow and death yeah, sack. Blow. Like, what was it? Blame it on the rain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Rochelle, but Rochelle got Rochelle, sure. Rochelle, of course, a classic. Yeah, that's the big one. <laughs> Prognosis what, uh, negative. There's a million. There's great. So I'm just riffing. Who's your uh, like of Jerry's girlfriends? Give me your Ooh, top three. Yes. This is a great, and great ranking. It I can be looks, about this You before. can be superficial. I don't care. Whatever you think. I'll give you the first two that automatically pop in my head. The first, I think the one I love based purely on looks is in the outing is the uh, grad student. Okay. Oh, that's a nice sleeper. I like it. Yeah, that's it's a, a nice sleeper. sleeper. I can't sweatshirt on, no, not very dolled up. <laughs> on the, yeah, yeah I love that's her. a good one. Um, I love the redhead when, uh, who hits a car and doesn't leave a note and Jerry really? says, I you like her, her huh <laughs> she's kind of dirty I she's that. a little yeah. bit yeah she's got a little roughness to it though she's, she's one of my it. favorites she's one of my favorites it was you know that's that old thing it's like yeah George and Jerry would never get these women <laughs> Becky Gelke is in that episode Becky too Gelke's right the girl great. in the blue sweatpants uh yes absolutely um oh man there's so many girlfriends those are my uh those are my two favorites um yeah, I can't. I'm. I'm. I mean, the real and the spectacular a, is obviously going to be a go-to. Sure, for a while, sure. But that's kind of no, but I, I, I like. I like the angles you were taking. There. Yeah, so do I. I like the uh, the grass <laughs> one was real good. Rachel, you know we're, big, we're we're big fans of Rachel um, from the Hamptons. From the Hamptons episode, okay. She was, like, three. She had a few episodes arc. Um, yeah, I like well, that one. There's a story behind that. What is it? Well, she dated one of the writers. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, there we go. I didn't well, know. We're, that. we're making assumptions, but yeah. 
That's what um, we think. He told us he dated her, so it must be uh, Washington. Sure, sure. <laughs> but uh, we, we don't know. Don't I always love when, uh, you know, Jerry calls uh, or answers the phone in little kid voice. You know, like he called. I forget her last time. He'll be like, hi, is Rachel there? You know, like, yes. Uh, and then, like he answers one. Mr. Pitt's phone. He's like, hi, Mr. Pitt. That's a great <laughs> one when he says, hi, Mr. Pitt. Yes. <laughs> that is a great well, that's, one. Is Elaine there? <laughs> what was the, uh, the tractor episode when he says he's rape? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. That's a great <laughs> voice he uses. This yeah. is Rafe. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> abort, abort. Why do I do these things? What drives me to take what such drives, chances? Yeah, that's what drives me to take such chances. That's Classic. such a funny one-off line. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm blanking on uh, other girlfriends, but those are in my top three, I think. Yeah. Side note, man. I know. Um, I know you're. You're a big fish fan, right? Yeah. What did yeah. you think of the um the the Trey uh, Beacon Jams? I only watched a handful of it because uh it was still kind of when comedy in New York City was kind of happening, so I would be running okay. around on Friday nights, at least outdoors wise. Um, I watched the final one, and uh, I th- I thought it was great. I thought it was I like such it. a cool thing to do in a unique time and an unprecedented event, you know, worldwide. So it's like, yeah, man, do your thing. And, you know, the guy is prolific. I'll give him that. Yeah, that's well said. um, That's that's what you could say about it, right? A lot of his solo stuff is not necessarily for me, but I I, I still support, you know, whatever he does. And especially now to give people, you know, eight consecutive weeks of like live music, you know, from an MTV computer. Super cool. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, only he could do something like that. Interacted with the crowd and stuff. It it was it was cool. (laughs) I was going to ask if you were going to stream the uh, the the Wolf Brothers New Year's Eve, but I know you're doing a gig, so I guess that's that's out. Doing a gig, uh, Soul Joel's Comedy Club in Pennsylvania, New Year's Eve. Me and Sean Donnelly. So uh, I I don't know what we're going to be doing because obviously we're going to be probably done by 10 p.m. Fish is doing a live stream of their. 95 New Year's Eve. Yes, I saw that. They're weaving in some chess thing with the chess thing too, right? Yeah, so I might tune in and see what that's doing. I'll probably just be drunk and talking Seinfeld with Donnelly. Nice. (laughs) So Yeah, go ahead, Omar. No, Andy, you got the Ranger hat, so I'm assuming you're a sports fan. We know Seinfeld was a lot of sports. Absolutely. Kind of the Ranger devil stuff, is that some of your favorites? Some of my favorites, because I... Absolutely. I grew up playing ice hockey. It's my favorite sport. I am uh, a New York Rangers diehard fan. I'm also a Giants and a Yankees fan. So sports wise, it scratched all my all my teams. And I loved the putty, um, you know, the Devils episode, too, because that was a huge, huge series. In yeah, '94, incredible yeah. incredible it led the Rangers series. to you know their first cup since 1940, and it was just so funny. I, I, as a hockey fan, I'm so I'm proud how they were able to work that in, and it's just so funny um, how like, you know, they have uh, George getting upset when Stefan Richer scores a goal and they turn the game off. I, I don't know. I just love that they were Rangers fans, and it was, it's, it, yeah, it's a personal. Um, I, I kind of wear it as a badge of honor as a hockey fan. I'm like, well, we got the Seinfeld gang. They're Rangers fans. Yeah, like Melman, Peter Melman, the writer, talked about it. Like Larry was so like um, precise about things. Like they use Bob Shepard, right? Do, uh, right, doing the right. Giants game. So yeah, yeah. Joel Rifkin hit. Right? <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, such a distinctive voice. Yeah, and then like all the all the touch points on the Yankees, like from Doug Drayback, Fred McGriff, all the bad trades. Yeah. Like it's just like. We, we might be the only people that get it right in the New York area, 
for the most part, like some of these, like these lines, but like, to your point, like you're so proud when you hear it and it's on your favorite show. Sure. Yeah. It's on the greatest sitcom of all time. And you know, they're fans of what you're fans of. So you're, it's just like a more personal yeah. connection. I, so I always you say could do a, you could do a whole episode on, on Yankees appearances, you oh. know, playing themselves. Paul O'Neill has my favorite one of all time, because if you guys remember his opening line is such a weird, bizarre. Like, I don't know how it got written because Kramer wanders into the Yankees uh, <laughs> locker room yeah. and he goes, uh, which is uh, the wink is one of my all time um, because of Kramer's interaction with the kid. Not to get too far off point, though. Kramer no, no, walks in and goes, hey, uh, Mr. O'Neill. And he goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, uh, I got a big favor to ask you. He goes, yeah, sure, man. You want an autograph? And then out of nowhere, Paul, and he goes, uh, you might need to give me a pen. I, mine's kind of broken. You might only get half a pee or something. It's such a weird, hilarious thing that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Paul O'Neill delivers it so perfectly. You might only get half a pee. And he's doing it. Like that I love. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And that was a precursor of him doing like the game. He has a personality. He must have <laughs> yeah. something because he does the games now. He's him and him and exactly. actually pretty good, I gotta say. I love um, Paul too. Where'd you get two home runs from? I'm not a home run hitter. <laughs> the kid's like, you want me to walk one day? He's like, That'd be uh, great, but can you really just do that's a That's my favorite line from that whole thing. <laughs> I know, mister. Get up one day and walk again. Yeah, that'd be great. I really just need the card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I think O'Hara dug up a tweet. He, he likes to dig up tweets where you said, uh, you know, Frank, Frank calling Jerry saying, George is dead. Oh. You know, uh, that's that's one of your favorite lines. So um George is dead. Steinbrenner's here. Yep. Call me back. And then yeah. he goes off on Steinbrenner about trading JB. When, when he said, how can he trade Jade Buhner? My head exploded when I watched that live as a kid. I'm like, somebody so else is saying this. Like I hear this my whole life as a kid growing, you know, my grandfather talking, and I'm like, this is on TV. This is on TV. They're saying <laughs> Jade Buhner on TV. It was crazy. It's just in the moment of the news of his son being dead. <laughs> He's still mad at Steinbrenner for making a bad trade. Yeah, he got an opportunity to like finally tell him. He doesn't care like what it is. We liked him. My bet. My said Ken Phelps bat. They like Ken Phelps bat. I love Ken Phelps. That's so funny, man. That's such a hilarious uh, five minutes of Seinfeld. You got any other like uh, just straight up lines? Whether they're like a Jerry, maybe like a secondary. Like I always like the um, speaking of sports when when Moffat says, "Man, that Michael Jordan sure is phony." When, when, when Jerry, uh, you know, like things like that, just like one-off lines. Um, the one I use consistently the most, it seems to fit into a lot of areas of life when, uh, you know, you'll be out at a restaurant or something, or as with Joe List one time, mm. he's also a huge Seinfeld guy, very funny yeah. comic. Um, we were actually at, uh, Dunkin' Donuts. We were doing a road gig and, um, for whatever reason, like the ice machine was broken and they didn't have iced coffee. And he was like, you don't have iced coffee. And I just went, forget it. Let it go. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, <laughs> I'll use that one a ton to in, in reference to anything, you know? Well, it's funny. When you, met, you mentioned coffee. I was just going to say uh, when George walks out of the store and he goes, you call this coffee? And he dumps it on the car and then Mrs. Enright sees him. Yeah. If uh, another one, I, I do like to walk into a room uh, with people who know I did. I've, I've done this to Mark Norman before, too, because I know he would get it. I'll just go. My wallet's gone. My wallet's gone. <laughs> love my wallet's gone. It's so <laughs> um, yeah, I so many great one. ones. I like to uh, I like a uh, pair of bear claws, please. 
<laughs> just Newman's donut order. Oh, right, right, right. That one went over me for a second. He's got yeah, a tap. A Newman. Yes. He taps on the, he just goes, bum, bear, bear gloves, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Newman, Newman is Jerry's uh, favorite character, like whatever side character, main character, he says, from the whole run. Yeah. Which yeah. is interesting. So you, you worked a bit, oh, you're working with Tom Papa, right? And we know he's pretty close with Jerry. Yeah. Have you, and obviously you're saying, have you have any interactions with uh, Seinfeld? I have. I uh, was at the Comedy Cellar one night work uh, performing, doing stand-up, and uh, it was actually the show we do, Come to Papa, which is a XM show and his podcast. Um, he uh, has four or five stand-ups on uh, the show. It's an old-timey radio show. He writes sketches for it he does monologues and then he has stand-ups come on and uh every now and then he'll just be like uh, do you want to do a set tonight you know he uses comedy seller comics and i said yeah sure i'd love to do a set and uh you know so i'm sitting in the in the wings waiting to go on and he came over he goes jerry's coming in you'll have to go after him and i went okay <laughs> so, <laughs> of course the crowd erupts because it's jerry and uh, I am the very next comic going on. So the uh, Tom brings me up. He does, you know, very funny comic, blah, blah, blah. And give it up for Andy Fiore. And, you know, everybody's very polite and get, I get the normal. And my only riff was I was like, not quite the same enthusiasm that I got from Jerry. <laughs> and it killed. And it was like, and Tom afterwards said, he was like, that's the, that's the best way to handle that. He goes, you address it and then move on. And uh, it's like the Banya episode, yeah, 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 exactly. I was riding Jerry's coattails, but <laughs> um, uh, yeah, afterwards, um, Jerry hung out for a little and uh, said, Hey, man, very nice. He's like, and he, you know, in his Jerry ways, he goes, Not tough, not easy to follow me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that was follow super, you. that's one of my all time favorite moments, uh, actually, with Seinfeld. It, he uh, kind of gave me a compliment in his own Jerry way. So with that is awesome. was, was that more nerve? Let's say I'm just because I know you love hockey and the, and the Rangers. Like I don't know, kind of like following Mark Messier. Like sure. is it comparable to that? Like, what would you be more nervous about? Probably Messier. Yeah. <laughs> you know why? Because I'm a better comic than I am a hockey player. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I made the pros in comedy. I didn't. I didn't make. I didn't. You know, play out of side of high school in hockey. But no, well, it wasn't that nerve wracking because I know that I can handle myself and do okay on stage. And to be honest, I had no reason to believe that Seinfeld would have stuck around and been there for my set. So I was like, well, that, I don't know. It's just a thing where you don't get inside your head. At least I don't around you had something you have to get over quickly is don't be nervous because some of your idols may be in the room, you know, which is the thing that yeah, happens at the comedy seller yeah. a lot. It's like, right. it's the club where the most guys that I grew up on being fans of, work so now you're one of them and it's hard to, it's easy to get into that frame of mind and be like colin quinn's back there he's watching me david tell is listening to my set right now it's easy to get in your head like that so you got to get out of that quickly you got to get over that quickly so it didn't it didn't make me nervous because i a just thought jerry wasn't going to be there but um definitely mark he, messier who you can see so over then, my shoulder yeah, oh nice and <laughs> then uh so you're with seinfeld afterwards like Briefly. Do you just like shoot the shit or are you like like yeah. talking about the, the the NYU girl like from the show? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I wish I could. It was a very uh quick interaction because he did leave not too long after that. 
I don't know if I would, uh, if I have it in me to just start talking Seinfeld episodes, because I just don't think he would care to have those conversations. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, um, it's a little awkward. I'd be nervous to to bring that up. Um, so no, it unfortunately was not as long as I would have, but uh, um, yeah, it was a super cool moment for me at least. You know, that's awesome, man. Um, just just to just to kind of bring it back a little bit, the non-fat yogurt uh, yeah. was the one. What did what else you got up there? Anything else? Sure, sure. We talked about a lot of them, um, and I would say no particular order. I mean. God, I do love the wink, which we just talked about. Um, the Andrea Doria, maybe just because it has the astonishing tales of Costanza. <laughs> and that uh, the Ahoy line, I love so much. Um, I love the conversion, uh, the stand-in. Uh, you know what one we haven't talked about? It's got a lot of good Kramer and a lot of good Newman and a lot of good Steinberg is the Calzone. Yes, I'm a big fan of the Calzone. <laughs> O'Hara, 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 I'm trying to bring him around in the Calzone. It's a great episode. Yes. I agree. I okay, agree. there we go. It's a great Andy, episode, Andy, the Calzone. Andy, Andy, what I, you know, listen, we, we could probably all agree on episodes we like. What, sure. I, always like, what I always like to ask is the episodes you don't like. Yes. Like, yeah. I oh, like, good question. So for for me, and this is hard to do, like. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. TBS, whatever, like, you're always going to watch it, but. If the I've, I've switched. If the yeah, if the dealership comes on now, I'm dealership, yes. You hate? I'm probably seeing what else is on. If the yes. dealership, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. probably channel surfing. So yeah, give us maybe your bottom five. If you have Ooh, bottom, bottom three, five. I don't know if I even have like five that I like dislike that much. I mean, obviously, season one episodes are are tough, but I'll still watch them. Uh, you know which one that. Every time somebody asks me this question, always kind of pops up is the parking garage. Really? Um, okay. Interesting. Yeah, which yeah, people yeah. seem to love, but I've just maybe it's because I've seen it the most. It just mycetosis, you get a Euro kick out of that. is great. I do get a kick out of it still, but it's just like it, again, it's like ranking. It's not children. great. No, I agree. I mean, it's, it's kind of uh, it. I agree. You know, you know the story about that episode, though, right? Two stories about that one. The one is Michael Richards is really kind of an air conditioner in that box he really (laughs) wanted to carry one so he's really carried a heavy air conditioner around and the second one is the car was supposed to start at the end at the end the car doesn't start it was supposed to start yeah it was supposed to start and it didn't and they just left it in because it was funnier you kind of see them laughing in the car a little bit if you watch it again yeah but um and you know it's it's the fish the fish line it's not it's not a great episode i agree i mean it's it's i'll give you i'll I'll give you a couple andy just to okay jog your memory uh elaine dancing uh, little kicks know. little kicks i'm with you all right yeah all right so frogger frogger we have yep. that down at the bottom frogger's got a little of those uh those like bizarre characters though that i do love you know I yeah love the guy from fargo, fargo you know, yeah yeah um i'm with you on those those would be ones where i'm like again i'll be uh looking for a simpsons episode maybe um <laughs> switching over well, speaking yeah, of, so I, what other like you mentioned? I know you were joking in the beginning, like I'm a friend's guy, but like, what other? Do you even watch any other sitcoms? Or when you're growing up, like Cheers, maybe, but like, what else? I never watched. What else Cheers. now do you watch that you? I know <laughs> you never watched Cheers. Interesting. Yeah. I never watched it. I, I've seen oh, a handful of episodes. Yeah, I know, right? Um, yeah. I never Simpsons, watched Friends. Simpsons. Simpsons I, but again, that was a 
a really hard thing for me to let go of once i mean it's really just in the gutter since like season oh 10. yeah I mean, it's been a while but i haven't watched it in 20 years but still yeah same here man yeah. if you go people have made you go yeah it's like that sims the other day i go there's 22 seasons of Simpsons I haven't seen. Isn't that in, like that's? I think the last one I saw was when Fish was on. But I mean, yeah, seriously. enough, I'm thinking about it. That was like that's the last one I saw. It was. There's like, so much Simpsons I have not. There's way more seasons. There's three times the amount of Simpsons I haven't seen that I've right. Seen. But there was a but time when you thought you saw them all, and now it's like this religiously. More seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Um, so that obviously to a point, but then uh, you know, obviously Curb. But what else do I watch? It's funny. Uh, sitcoms and comedy not on my immediate go-to list i like a lot of the tv dramas you know i love uh i was a big game of thrones guy i was a big um breaking bad sopranos obviously um recently succession is like this darkly funny show that i really love um so i tend to like stuff like that like breaking bad and sims and uh, simpsons uh, breaking bad and sopranos are probably my one and one a in terms of like you know obviously seinfeld's a different beast right you mentioned Those curb would be my favorite shows you, yeah i kind of i agree with the sopranos with sure breaking bad really good um you mentioned uh you mentioned though curb where's your take on curb is it is it, it's not a is it above seinfeld below seinfeld no no no, no. I, I, I think I, it's I very agree. close again it's like a one a one a one one a kind of thing but it's not the original and it's sad. It's fun to be back in that universe again with love, like Larry David's mind. And I love watching Larry and it just doesn't have the rewatchability for me that Seinfeld does. You know what I mean? Like I love all of the curb episodes, but I'm not necessarily sitting down and watching them every single night. Like I can Seinfeld. For you, you could watch non-fat yogurt on repeat, right? Like, yeah, maybe I don't repeat, but like I like tonight at 11 p.m. I'll probably turn to channel 11 and see what Seinfeld episodes are on. You know, like right. I could watch Curb whenever I wanted on like streaming, but I don't. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it, it's amazing. Obviously, it's it would be up there in my favorite comedies. It's in top 10 for sure. Um, but yeah, it's always going to be the second best thing to Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, I, you know? I I agree with that. It's just something. I'm- it's just a little off because it's not written and it's, it's very, it's, it's not, it's not hit or miss because it hits, but it's, it's sure. weird the way it hits. It doesn't hit the same way Seinfeld hits, but the, you know, the yeah, punches. It, it scratches that itch for me though. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I, I mean, for I sure. More Larry David. For sure. All right, Andy. Yeah. We don't want to take up too much time I, here, I, man. I, I could I do this one all night. more just because you, you gave, you gave a great answer of Jerry's girlfriend. So I, I got to ask you about George's, <laughs> about George's girlfriend's. Give me your favorite three there. George's girlfriends. Um, oof, I'm not as I, well, I haven't I'm, actually sat down and thought I've thought about it for Jerry. George's girlfriends. Um for some reason, Daphne sticks out to me. I don't think she's like the prettiest, but I'm like, ah, something about her does it for me. Um this is a game I do too. I love seeing Seinfeld characters and other stuff. I was randomly watching City Slickers over Christmas. Yeah. And uh Daniel Stern's wife in City Slickers is Daphne from the sign from Seinfeld. You know, that Al Nitchie. Good call. That Al Nitchie, that pimple. Yeah, that pimple. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the feel like George won't break up with her despite Al Nitchie. It's so great. Um I always thought Susan was mildly attractive. Not mildly, like there's something about pretty... her. I, I agree. There was something about her. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I loved, I, I'll give you my favorite one, and I can't remember um, her actual character name, but definitely my favorite George girlfriend was um, when he was trying to go down on her, but he had to use Jerry's move. The risotto. Isn't that risotto? risotto? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Risotto. My, that's, my, that's my one, too. That would be one <laughs> yeah. for me, too. That's uh, the risotto. She's my favorite. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got crib notes? <laughs> <laughs> she smoked a cigarette at dinner. She's just like, ah. <laughs> yeah. He's all too full. They brought her back. Yeah. 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 She would, uh, she'd probably be my number one for Georgie. For some reason, I like, uh, in the same episode you referenced, the outing, I liked Allison. Like, uh, I want to hear it from Jerry. And then, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. She's not good looking at all, but it's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's perfect a little for something every time with them, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I'm going to, uh, think of 10 million as soon as we hang up exactly well that's the thing everyone has their jerry's and then you don't think about george's that's the thing i'll tell you a sleeper because you kind of think toward the end is cheryl the asian girl the lawyer the terminator the terminator yeah 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 because then she falls for jerry because he's dark and depressed but uh and by the way she's korean and they say she's chinese no no they say she's chinese on the show but she's actually korean Uh uh-huh (laughs) <laughs> Which nowadays they probably they can't the whole show would have been over from that one mess up probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, love Kat. Karen, I think is her name. Oh, you know who I like too is the girl from the conversion. I don't remember her name. Um I don't remember it either, but yeah. But I'm again I'm a sister. That's the one he's in love with. That's that. the one he's in love with, right? Yeah, yeah. That's oh, why I got the best. Oh, I got a very I got one. Uh Marianne, the muffin tops, when she thinks George is a tourist. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. real cute. She's like, great too because she totally fucks the way she just fucked. Him. You might have supposed the last order had uh, had cats or whatever. You just said yeah, a lot yeah. about it, which is in the place. And I guess another tricky one too, who I like now I'm starting to remember all is Nina. You know, from uh, the backwards episode, because she was she fucks like- Jerry, but then they say she keeps going out, George. But she's I like cute. the um the my yeah, newer sure girl, the waitress with the with Ooh. the waitress, the one who dumps him because he says my newer, uh, when they're walking <laughs> in the uh in the park. First, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's great. Yeah, she was yeah. a waitress. The short hair, right, right, right. Box with the short hair. No, they're two good things. Ma and the newer. Yeah, I love uh Peter Melman pops up, you can see in a few episodes. He's on the bus with Al Nitchie, I believe. Or no, he's on the subway. Yes, subway episode. Yes. You can see Peter Melman. Yes, yes. That's <laughs> and a good I call, think, dude. That's a real good call is, there. I think he's also in when Elaine is on her scavenger hunt for the sponge. It's just a, uh, it's like a uh, montage, and there's no actual lines, but Peter Melman's like one of the pharmacists. Yeah, he um, wrote the sponge, I believe. That's, uh-huh. that's gotcha. why he might have got himself in there. Um, yeah, this there's was, a, yeah, this is, this is, we could do this all night, man. This is great. I, I don't want to take up too could. much time. I know ah, uh, we told ahead. you. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what did the did hockey season start yet this year or what? The Rangers January thirteenth. Rangers tip off the fourteenth, but hockey is back on January thirteenth, so it'll be a already good start to twenty twenty one. They got a young really team, number one and two pick. Let's go this year. Really, really, yeah. Lundqvist has got this heart thing. It's crazy. I huh? know he went for surgery today. I'm praying for the guy. I hope everything's okay. Crazy. He's such a good guy and a, a great Ranger. So hopefully he's okay and it's not life-threatening forget hockey at this point you know like yeah seriously um Um, but yeah it's good to try that's we've been finding that the tri-state area fans of seinfeld there it's always it's a little something different we got a little bit more uh, it's a little something different yeah you know why it's because you know i grew up an hour outside of the city so it it is such a new york city centric show 
you understand the the intricacies they make about the city mm-hmm. and like even references to like the East Village or downtown like that's going to hit you a little more closer than somebody from uh, Montana who's watching the show and probably just doesn't get that but still likes the humor of Seinfeld. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I can see for sure Tristaria fans being like, well, this is more my show than it would be from somebody <laughs> from, you know, uh, the flyover states. This has been great, man. We really appreciate it, dude. Uh, you know, my pleasure. so you got you got a New Year's Eve show. Where else can people find you on Sirius? What do you, what do you got going on? Let everyone know. I host a show on Sirius XM on Thursdays at 4 p.m. called The Raw Report. That's on Raw Dog 99. Um, I also uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Andy Fiori, A-N-D-Y-F-I-O-R-I. And uh, yeah, the you know, Andy dot com. There's not much activity going on right now because. There's no road dates to be had other than New Year's Eve. If you're in the area, please come out. It's going to be a great show. Double headliner Bill, me and Sean Donnelly at Soul Joel's Comedy Club in uh, Royersford, PA. Um, so it'll be a fun time to close a weird fucking year, man. Yeah, it's been a crazy year, but yeah. uh, thank you <laughs> well, so Sean, much, man. This was awesome. Andy, thank, thanks so My much. My pleasure. Listen, if you ever want someone to come on and talk season two of Seinfeld and rip season nine, <laughs> You know where to find us. Absolutely. <laughs> Boys, thank you so much for having me, man. I thank really you, had a blast. Andy. Anytime you awesome. need somebody again, I'm happy to come back. Oh, awesome. Thank you, man. We really appreciate <laughs> Thanks, it. No Good problem. luck at the show. Happy New Year. Thanks. Happy New Year to you guys.